Hey there, friend. This is Cynthia Lee, your confidence coach at capriciously.com, and I am the host of this awesome podcast, Unleashing Your Natural Confident Mindset. So what if I told you there was nothing wrong with you and that you don't need fixing at all? Do you know that you already have everything that you need to be confident and to live the exact life that you want? You only need to unlearn all of the bad programming and incorrect thinking you've been given to unleash the incredible power within you. In these podcast series, I'm going to share with you proven steps to help you to create that indestructible, natural confidence that only the 1% of society have in order for you to achieve your goals and to create that success on demand mindset and to live life on your terms. So if you haven't had the opportunity, do make sure that you check out www.capriciously.com. That's C-A-P-R-I-C-I-O-U-S-L-E-E.com to get more valuable information to help you to become the authentic and confident person that you were born to be. Hey, I am Cynthia Lee, your certified life coach and certified confidence coach at www.capriciously.com. That's C-A-P-R-I-C-I-O-U-S-L-E-E.com. So what I wanted to do is I want to give you like a little guide in this little workshop on how you can fight your fears by giving you 10 proven techniques that you can use today to overcome your worry and your anxiety. So let's get started. The first thing I want you to do is, is not to let fear hold you back. All of us struggle with fear and worry from time to time. In fact, fear is actually a good and healthy thing. It causes us to wear a seatbelt and to try to get healthy. It keeps us from doing the things that will hurt us, like getting too close to a fire or jumping into a lion's cage at the zoo. It's also a natural to be concerned about your health, your bank account, job status, children, and more. When something threatens one of those things, we take notice. We work hard to protect ourselves and those that we love. In some ways, fear is both a natural and healthy part of what it means to be human. But when fear gets out of control, it takes over and prevents us from enjoying life. When we're consumed by fear, we can't be present for others or do the things that we love. Overwhelming fear affects our health saps our energy, and makes it difficult to concentrate and robs us of sleep. It can also keep us from taking risks. If we're afraid, we won't start a new business, write a book, or even initiate a new relationship. We'll consistently be playing it safe, always trying to tell ourselves about some negative consequences that will happen if we take risk. When we play it safe, we don't grow. We stay stagnant and we miss out on some great opportunities. We can't just run from fear or simply hope that it'll go away. I mean, there will always be something to worry about. If we're going to successfully navigate this often difficult world in which we live in, we need some effective strategies for coping with <clears throat> worry and fear. We must be able to deal with our anxieties in a healthy and productive way. Franklin D. Roosevelt famously said, 
the only thing that we have to fear is fear itself. And while this isn't 100% true, I mean, there are some real fears out there. His point is well made. Fear holds us back from living life to the fullest. We must learn how to overcome our fears and move towards the things that we desire. In this guide, you'll discover some proven strategies for facing and overcoming your fears. You'll learn some effective, healthy strategies for handling worry and anxiety. No, your fears won't just suddenly vanish, but you'll be equipped to face them and to deal with them. So let's get started with understanding exactly what fear is. Fear is a biological response to an internal or external stimulus. So let's break it down. Fear is a biological response. When you're afraid, your body goes into fight or flight mode. Your heart rate goes up and your adrenaline increases. Your brain starts to race and you may even start to sweat. All of these things together create the emotion of fear to an internal or external stimulus. Fear can arise from within or without. Thinking about losing your job is an internal stimulus. It, it causes fear. Coming face to face with a grizzly bear is an external stimulus and can also cause fear. When dealing with your own struggles, it's important to understand the source of your fear. Is it arising internally or externally? What you'll probably discover is that most of your fears are internally created and very rarely will you find yourself in an actual life or death situation. Most of the time you're afraid because what you will think will happen rather than what is actually happening. So put it another way, the majority of your fears aren't connected to reality. What you feel is real, but the circumstances you're imagining are not. The fundamental truth is that most fears is a response to imagined reality. For example, say you find a strange lump on the back of your neck. Immediately, you fear the worst, thinking that you have some type of bad disease. I mean, are you actually sick? You won't even know until you go see the doctor, but you're afraid nevertheless. Your worry is in response to your imagination. When you understand the true nature of fear, it becomes easier to overcome. You'll be able to closely examine your anxiety and determine if there is some substance to it. Some of your worries may not have any merit, but you'll discover them um, that most of those worries, they don't have any merit. And even the ones that do have merit probably aren't as nearly as bad as you imagine. Next thing you should do is change your biology. Before we talk about changing your fearful thoughts, let's talk about changing your fearful body. As we noted, noted earlier, when you're afraid, it affects your body in many different ways. When your body is ramped up, it can be very difficult to control your thinking. Thus, one effective way to deal with fear is to take control of your body. When you dispel the physical effects of fear, it becomes easier to dispel the mental effects of fear. So how do you change your biology? So let's consider a couple of these strategies. Exercise. Working out is a natural anti-anxiety drug. 
when you work out, your body releases endorphins, which makes you feel good. The tightness in your chest melts away, your mind slows, and you have more clarity. If you feel worried, just go for a brisk walk or hit the gym. You can also do breathing exercises. When you're anxious, you breathe rapidly, which raises your heart rate and increases your muscle tension. It causes dizziness and so, so much more. Focus on changing your breathing patterns. So inhale slowly through your nose, hold it for a few seconds, then exhale. Repeat this pattern until you feel your anxiety begin to go away. Another thing you could do is to relax your muscles. Progressive muscle relaxation or PMR is a technique for releasing muscles that have been tense due to anxiety. So start by flexing your toes for 10 seconds, then slowly release them for 10 seconds and do the same with your calves, muscles, thighs, and so on all the way up your body. Another thing is make sure that you eat and you're sleeping right. Your body and your diet, you know, and the amount of sleep that you get has a huge impact on the way that you feel. As much as possible, try to eat healthy foods and avoid processed ones. Stay away from mood altering substances like alcohol and caffeine and try to shoot somewhere between eight and seven hours of sleep. So it's very important also to identify your fears. Before you can overcome your fears, you must be able to identify it. In other words, you must be able to specifically name the thing that you're afraid of. If you're not clear regarding the source of your anxiety, then you'll struggle to resolve it. To identify your fears, ask yourself a series of these questions. What am I afraid of? Why am I afraid of it? Why do I try not to think about it? When do I feel afraid? What emotion do I feel? What negative outcome am I envisioning? What pictures do I have in my head about this situation? You need to work out this, you need to work this out a bit. I mean, to get to the bottom of your fears and understand that it's common to have a bunch of smaller fears stack up on the larger one. So for example, say you're afraid that you're gonna lose your job. Is that the ultimate fear? Probably not. More than likely, you're afraid of not having enough money to pay your bills or losing the respect of your peers when you're forced to restart your career. When identifying your fears, keep pushing until you get to the root cause. Work to determine the root of the fear that is causing all of your other anxieties. Keep asking yourself, so what? So for example, so what if I lose my job? I won't make any money. So what if I don't have any money? I can't pay my bills. So what if I can't pay my bills? I can't provide for my family. Next, you wanna become aware of all the different ways your fear is affecting your life. Is it causing you consistent emotional distress? Is it keeping you from doing the things that you wanna do? Is it hampering your relationships, hurting your work performance, stealing your happiness, preventing you from enjoying the present? The goal of this exercise is to bring you face to face with the consequences of your fear. 
When you see how worry and anxiety damages your life and holds you back, you become much more motivated to take action. It may help to write out your thoughts um, as you work through this process. Writing things down help you to think clearly and forces you to give a voice to your anxiety and your anxious thoughts and feelings. I mean, let's face it, you cannot avoid fear. The more you try to avoid it, the more it will just grow. The only way forward is to look it dead in the eye. Confront your fears face to face and put a name to them. Then you can begin to dismantle them. A good technique that you can use for dismantling your fears is to practice worst case, best case thinking. So consider the worst and best case scenarios can dramatically alter your perspective and to give you that much needed clarity about your fears. When you feel afraid, think about the worst case scenario. If everything went wrong, what is the worst that can happen? Now, what are the odds of that actually happening? Pretty low. The worst case rare, very rarely happens. For example, let's say that you're afraid of public speaking. The worst that could happen is you freeze on stage, can't say anything, and you are completely embarrassed. But will that actually happen? Almost certainly not. And even if it did, would it actually be that bad? Sure, you'd be embarrassed, but that's about it. When you engage in worst case thinking, you also discover that the worst case scenario isn't as bad as you nearly think it is. This enables you to move forward and overcome your fears. So if everything went right, so let's think about the best case scenario. If everything goes right, what awesome thing will you experience? Instead of freezing on the stage, you totally knocked it out the park. And you get a standing ovation, you receive tons of compliments, and you get invited to speak at other places. Your confidence will go through the roof. When you envision the good things that will come your way, it motivates you to take action in the face of fears. You're able to see what you'll miss if you let your worry control you. Will everything go perfectly? Probably not. But the reality is, is that things don't have to go perfectly in order for you to reap the benefits of taking action. Now, let's be completely clear and understand that there may be times when the worst case scenario is very bad, like a cancer diagnosis. In these scenarios, it can be especially helpful to think about the best case. If everything goes well, you'll still have many years of life to enjoy with your family. Focusing on this can give you strength and the, like everything that you need to move forward. So understand that you should just focus on the things that you can't control. How much time and energy do you spend worrying about the things that you can't even control? If you're like most people, probably a lot. A huge portion of life is completely out of your control. And if you focus on those things, you will be consistently worried. For the most part, you can't control the actions and the responses of others, the local and global events, traffic, weather, what other people think, aging, people's opinion about you, the past, the inevitability of death, 
and so much more. Worrying about these things you can't control is a complete waste of time. It literally won't change a thing. And what's worse is that it can divert your focus from the things that you can actually control. When you fear things outside of your control, you have less energy to use on the things that you can make a difference in. So what can you control? You can control how you respond, what you think about things, the way you treat others, the information that you can consume, how you treat your body, your self-talk, your sleep habits, how consistent you are, and so many more things. When you focus on what you can control, your fear will significantly lessen and your life will significantly improve. Let's think about it in terms of football. A defensive back can't control where the quarterback throws the ball, but he can control his response to the throw. The more the defensive back focuses on how he will respond, the better he will play. And the same is true in life. You can't control a significant portion of what happens, but you do have power over how you respond. The more you focus on your own actions and thoughts, the better things will go for you. When you find yourself dealing with fear, stop and ask yourself, what things are under my control? Once you identify those things, give all of your time and energy to them. Avoid spinning your wheels over things that you have no control over. Turn your fears into action. And another thing you could do is you can choose gratitude. Fear is deeply rooted, but in other words, if you're afraid that you won't have certain things you desire, you become fearful. You're afraid that you will lack love, respect, money, health, possessions, or something else. These are all good things to have, and it's not wrong to desire them, but it's easy to become fixated on them and you become fearful that you don't have them. Gratitude completely shifts your perspective. Fixing your gaze on the things that you already have. It's hard for gratitude and fear to coexist. It's like oil and water. In fact, there's a study that was made that shows that those who intentionally practice gratitude were less likely to experience anxiety. When you feel fear beginning to arise in you, embrace gratitude. Look for things to be grateful um, that you have and things that are specifically related to your anxiety. For example, if you're worried about a medical condition, express gratefulness for the healthcare that you, that's available to you. Are you concerned about losing your job? then express gratitude for the change and the chance to change and, and to find something even better. When you're consistently grateful, it's hard to be fearful. You're more aware of the good things that you have and the good things that will come. Some simple ways to practice gratitude includes keeping a daily gratitude journal, sending a weekly text message of gratefulness to a friend, sending out a handwritten note card once a month, telling your loved ones why you love them. 
embrace every challenge as the opportunity grows and post about gratefulness on your social media account. Practice mindfulness and meditation can help a lot because fear consistently takes you out of the present. Instead of focusing out there um, on the here and now, you're consistently worried about what could happen in the future. Worrying about bad things that might happen prevents you from enjoying the good things that are actually happening. Practicing mindfulness and meditation keeps you firmly rooted in the present. All your energy and focus is given to the current moment. Simply put, you're able to fully be present in the present. There's a difference between mindfulness and meditation. So mindfulness, generally speaking, is simply means that you're aware of and you're savoring the present moment without thinking about anything else. Any activity can be done mindfully. When you eat mindfully, you savor every bit. You absorb all of the rich flavors that you're experiencing. When you jog mindfully, you feel the burn in your muscles and you focus on putting one foot in front of the other. Mindfulness is a way of life. Meditation is a specific practice that helps you grow in mindfulness. Although there are many, many different types of meditation, they all involve focusing on the present for a set period of time. Some meditation can help you clear your mind while others promote the feeling of peace, love, and compassion. If you ever experience, if you never actually practice meditation, there are a number of tools that are available um, that can help. So here are a couple websites that can help you with practicing meditation. And it's important to kind of look at a bunch of different ways that you can meditate to find one that works exactly for you. There's Headspace. Headspace have a number of guided meditation, sleep sounds, mini meditations, and more. Calm offers numerous meditations of between various length, breathing exercises, natural sounds, sleep stories, and more. Aurora offers personalized meditation, music, stories, and coaching based on your mood. Glow combines yoga, meditation, and allows you to strengthen your body and mind simultaneously. Mother Teresa said, be happy in the moment, that's enough. Each moment is all we need, not more. The more you meditate and practice mindfulness, the less anxiety you'll experience. Instead of being preoccupied with the future, you will savor the present. Another helpful technique that you can use is to schedule your worry. I know it sounds weird, right? But one of the biggest challenges is dealing with fear is that it's always present. At any moment, worries can crowd your mind, disrupt your day and steal your energy. And it makes it difficult to be present in the future. On top of this, many people find it difficult to actually turn their brains off. Once anxiety worms its way into their mind, they can't stop thinking about it. As a result, the same fear circulates in their brain over and over and over again. It's this vicious cycle that is difficult to break. One technique as recommended by psychologists is to actually schedule a time when you can think about the things that worry you. It sounds weird, right? 
but try to set aside 15 to 30 minutes per day. During this time, just write down everything that worries you. I mean, you don't have to create any solutions. You just need to get it down on paper. If you start to worry about something at any time of the day outside of that designated time frame that you set up, then just tell yourself that you'll think about this during your worry time. In the beginning, you'll find it challenging to put off your worry, but over time, it will become easier. Your control over your mind will increase and you will find it less difficult to clamp down and have worry just swirling around in your brain. An additional benefit of planning your worry is that it increases your sense of control over your life. Though you may not be able to control the circumstances that are causing your fears, you can decide exactly when you want to think about them. Another thing is to get support. Dealing with fear is a lonely battle and it often wages on your mind. Most of the people around you have no idea what you're dealing with, especially if you're able to maintain an external appearance. What's more is that it's difficult to know if your fears are reasonable or is simply um, a product of your imagination. This is why getting support from others is crucial if you regularly deal with worry. When you discuss your thoughts and feelings with others, you begin to see a different perspective. You need encouragement and clarity. You need people who can shine a light into your darkest fears. Some ways to get needed support are, you can talk to a friend. Unburden yourself to someone that you know well and can trust. This person could be completely accepting. Well, they need to be completely accepting and they don't need to, to think your fears are silly or small. They need to be understanding and make sure that you can definitely trust them. And you can also join a online support group because there's a number of online organizations specifically designed to help you cope with anxiety, including um, some sites called Turn to Me, Anxiety and Depression Association of America, Seven Cups of Tea, and Daily Strength. You can also join a local support group. Depending on where you live, there may be an in-person anxiety support group that you can join. Just don't be embarrassed if you struggle with fear. Every person has their own shared worries and anxieties. You're no different. So talking to with others about your struggles can go a long way in helping you make progress. It can help lighten the load that you're carrying. You can also talk to a therapist or a coach like myself. If you struggle with a significant amount of fear on a regular basis, consider talking to a therapist or a coach. A therapist can help you work through identifying what you're afraid of and then guide you to move forward. A coach can also help you with moving forward into accomplishing the things that you desire as well as helping you find your passion and your truth. Using these techniques um, and, and utilizing their training and experience can give you significant exercises that you can use to help you to overcome your fear. A therapist can be essentially helpful if you struggle with phobias, um, like fear of flying or dogs. Um, and they can equip you with the techniques like exposure therapy. 
Um, they can also help you overcome issues that are that have been hampering you down for years. So how do you know that you should go see a therapist and a coach? So the American Psychological Association poses these questions. Do you or someone close to you spend a significant amount of time each week thinking about the problem? Is this problem embarrassing to the point that you want to hide from others? And over the past few months, has this problem reduced your quality of life? Does the problem take up a considerable amount of time, like more than an hour per day? Have you curtailed your work or educational ambitions because of this problem? And are you rearranging your lifestyle to accommodate the problem? If you answer yes to any of these questions, you will definitely benefit from seeing a therapist or a coach. When it comes to finding a therapist or coach, you may have several options. First, you can find one locally. Um, and if you don't have a good local therapist, um, you can look up psychology, psychology Today and search a directory. Um, you can also contact me as your life coach to help you. There are also a number of online uh, therapy options that are available. Um, most of these online options offer both video sessions and text chat options. And also try to work with your insurance provider to see if they can help cover some or a portion of the cost. If you need therapy, some good online therapy options are Better Health, Talkspace, Amwell, Doctors on Demand, and MD Live. Understand this, that many of the strongest and most successful people in the world, they actually go to therapy. Unfortunately, there's a stigma surrounding therapy and coaching. A person who sees a therapist is considered weak somehow, like they weren't strong enough to deal with their problem. When some, a person who sees a coach can't handle life and can't make good choices, don't buy into that idea at all. Many of the strongest, most successful people go through therapy. CEOs and professional athletes and military leaders have a therapist and a coach. If they could benefit from this, then you can definitely benefit from this as well. Have some self-compassion. It's essential to remember that you are not defective if you regularly experience fear and anxiety. There are many factors that can contribute to fear, including biology, genetics, experience, environment, current circumstances, and family history. Any of those things can cause you to feel fear. And it's not as though you're, you're choosing to be afraid because you like it. It's because just some of those things can contribute to it. In light of all of this, be compassionate towards yourself. And don't try to deny the existence of your fears or act like you have it all together. Accept and love yourself, fears and all. If you're unwilling to accept yourself and to completely overcome your fears, you will probably be perpetually unhappy. The reality is, is that fear will never completely be absent from your life. Even the most courageous people in the world feel anxiety from time to time. If you want to overcome your fear, you must have the courage to first accept yourself as you are. Sociologist um, Brian Bean said, 
I now see how owning our stories and loving ourselves through the process is the bravest thing that we will all ever do. Own your story. Own the factors that causes fear to rise in you and own the actions necessary to deal with those fears. Courage in the face of fear. Courage is not absent of fear. Courage is in the absence of fear. A person can, who, who never feels fear isn't courageous. I mean, that's crazy, like they're crazy. The world can be a pretty scary place and there's a lot of things and a lot of reasons to feel afraid. Courage is the feeling, um, is feeling afraid and acting anyway. Courageous people acknowledge their fears and then they move forward to overcome them. Nelson Mandela said it this way, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man who is, who does not feel afraid, but who conquers that fear. It's okay to feel fear, but avoiding, avoid letting it conquer you, okay? It's okay to feel worried. Just don't let it rule you. Don't let anxiety keep you from living the life of your dreams. So let's recap. We've talked about a number of different ways to deal with fear and worry, like change your biology, identify your fears, practice worst case, best case thinking, focus on what you can control, choose gratitude, practice mindfulness and meditation, schedule your worry, get support, talk to a therapist or coach, and have some self-compassion. These techniques won't eliminate fear from your life, but they'll make it easier for you to cope with it. Make no mistake, it's not easy to overcome fear and it takes consistent work. And you must have the courage to come face to face with the things that truly frighten you. You have to expend energy to get through and get your thoughts under control. But the work is worth it. You experience freedom, peace, and confidence. You aren't easily rattled by circumstances. You will, you will know that you can handle just whatever comes your way. Author Judy Bloom said, each of us must confront our own fears. We must come face to face with them. How we handle our fears will determine where we go with the rest of our lives to experience adventure or to be limited by the fear of it. A wonderful adventurous future awaits you. You just need to step forward and take it. So thank you for being a part of this little mini workshop that I did. You can check out more at www.capriciously.com and you can also book your free consultation session with me and we can get started with overcoming your fears and getting you back out and enjoying life. So thank you again for joining me and I look forward to speaking with you more. Bye. Thank you for hanging out with me. And if you like what you were hearing and you wanna to continue to hear more inspirational and motivational coaching tips that's designed specifically to help you to obtain unshakable self-confidence, then be sure to subscribe. 
Also on capriciously.com, that's C-A-P-R-I-C-I-O-U-S-L-E-E.com, we have a number of courses and a membership program that is designed specifically to help you to master the art of being truly authentic to yourself and to have that unshakable self-confidence that you deserve. Also there, you can book your free consultation if you're interested in having me as your personal confidence coach. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Go ahead. What are you waiting for? Check out capriciously.com and see how we can help you to get that unshakable confidence that you deserve.